teen who you key He likes the pets, I like the jets Hoping we can win some bets To bay in sports, we have a blast Running fast like we in the flats Yankees talk, we do it all Don't forget about basketball Hockey to begin the brawl MLB Weekly Scorecard. We are finally getting back to it. We have a lot to talk about, dive into some topics, and we got a very special guest coming up today. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another edition of G&T Sports Talk. I'm Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gallardi, and I know there's been some mic issues, so I'll make sure that doesn't happen anymore, but like Bobby said... We have a special guest, Alex Farina, who used to play in the minor league system. The Brewers will be joining us shortly. And this is actually through my fantasy baseball league through a friend, Steven Maggio. So this is an interesting connection we got going here. We'll get into his stuff more as we get to him in a few minutes. But I just want to start with some a brief Yankee rundown. Then we're going to call him up and go through a bunch of different aspects of baseball right now. <laughs> so Yankees yesterday, we had a doubleheader. We won both games, 5-3, 3-1. So, Bobby, did anything stand out to you about the games? Who, what, perform, what did you like from what you saw yesterday in the two games? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to start with somebody who I'm very, very impressed with, and it's Domingo German. I think this kid is an absolute stud. He is a bright spot for the Yankees in a pitching rotation that is, in a way, sort of depleted. It's been yeah. up and down for us. He has been nothing but successful. I was there for his first start this year. He had a lot of walks since that start. He has calmed it down. He's a high, he strikes out a lot of batters. He's eight. Am I right, Jules? Is he yeah. eight and one? Yeah, he's eight and one. He leads baseball and wins right now. He's amazing All Star candidate. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but even a Cy Young candidate at this point. Who I can't. Would, who that's a, that's crazy. On? The ace of the Yankees right now with Severino not even pitching, and he's a whole other story that we've talked about to death in this, and I'm not going to really touch more on him. James Paxton, who we're hoping will be back in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. He experienced soreness, apparently, but it wasn't as bad. But back to Herman because that's mm-hmm. more important in this moment. 8-1-2-5 ERA. 50 innings pitched. We have 52 strikeouts and 15 walks, which is a lot better than what he was doing before. <coughs> and the whip is 0.9, which is excellent. Yeah. Domingo Herman lights out. Is... It's really a, a bright spot this year. You see the way those pitches move? It's it's filthy. It's absolutely filthy. I really like him. Uh, thank you, by the way, for having him on my uh, dynasty team. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that was the you best get the pick. Bi- you get the, the big best. assist for that. That was the best pick I made, I guess, in either draft. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I'm just going to tell you this. You want to know who also is impressing me? And it's it's really not that hard to see yeah it's it's uh glaber it's glaber day glaber day yesterday was really glaber day three homers man he is without a doubt starting to take over we know what we're getting from him he, he was a little bit slow coming out of the year to start the year and what is he doing he's picking up right where he left off last year when he started i absolutely love it the kid is a great player he, in the field, he's getting much better. He's not making a lot of mistakes anymore. He's, yeah. he's gotten better. The leap that he's taken from year one to year two is absolutely phenomenal. I absolutely, I'm very happy to have him. 
He is he's a bright spot. Three home runs in the doubleheader yesterday. Yeah. That is tremendous. Hopefully tomorrow, which Julie and I will be at the game, we're going to be excited game to see him. So, got t-shirt night. I'm a little excited. Yeah, I'm getting into this. I like it. So. <laughs> yeah. So Torres, I want to give a nice rundown. Eight homers, then he has the 290 average, 20 ribbies. He's just playing great ball and three stolen bases as well. He's going to lose everything out there. And Torres is a big part of this team. And we have some bad, unfortunate news for the Yankees. Miguel Andujar, once again, sidelined yeah. in the I.L. He'll be getting sh- shoulder surgery, which should have probably happened five, six weeks ago. But now it's happening. So, bless up, Andujar. We're with you. Hopefully, you can be back for next year. Speedy recovery. Godspeed. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's very unfortunate. You know, when we got him back, we were hoping that he would be okay. Obviously, he's not the player he yeah. he was before the injury, of course. Um, I hope a speedy recovery, and all we could do is just basically hope for the best next year. Uh, yeah. And w- here's what we got to do. It's next man up mentality. We just got to move That's on. That's the motto this year. Yep. Yankees next man up, and Gio Rochelle has been filling the bill. Even Estrada been playing well now. DJ's been a stud all year. We've talked about him at length. And also another thing, the Kraken, another homer yesterday, 12th this season. Gary Sanchez, 26 games, 12 homers. What a pace right now. Absolutely love it. And he's hitting like more than one for every 10 at-bats. Well, more than that, actually. Mm -hmm. But if you do some quick math, it looks like 95 at-bats and 12 home runs. That puts you at around 7 or 8 for, I would say. Actually, it's basically 8. All right. So it's like 8. Wow, one homer every 8 at-bats for Gary Sanchez right now. Just take that in, everyone. He's on an absolute hot streak, and and he hopes to continue it. He's playing a lot better since he's come back from that injury. We needed this. And the one thing, you know what? I'm going to say this. With all the injuries the Yankees have, we're still winning ball games. Mm-hmm. We're a half game out of first right now. We're going to have another chance to get first place in Tampa Bay. If we win the series, we'll be in first. Boston's been playing better as well, but... For Yankees, Luke Voigt also broke an 0-22 slump, which was drastic yesterday. He had three, three hits, two RBIs. So, Luke, look for him to get hot again. He's a very streaky player, Luke Voigt. You kind of got to ride the wave with him. You got to live with the cold streaks, and you get rewarded with the hot streaks. He's not going to be a guy that's going to hit for a high average, really. No. If you get, like, 260 or 270, that's fine for him. Even if it's a little lower of the power numbers there, like 30 homers, maybe 90 RBIs or something, that would be if he hits, like, 240. But we'll see what Luke has. Also, Cameron Maven keeps rolling. Another homer for Maven. It's Maven season. He ever since we got him, I'll I'll never forget this. When we got him, I told you you're like I, that's just for depth. And since he's played, Jules, it's been more than depth. He's he that that play where he robbed a home run. I forgot who hit that, but it was, it was uh, um Jonathan Scope. John, it you. it was that that was tremendous. This kid is very he's underrated. He's very good. Yeah. He's been a bright spot. That was a Good pickup by yeah. Cashman, and you know we've been very, very critical of Brian Cashman. Well, Brian's been making up for it a lot of ways. She has. That was been a good pickup. Obviously, Herman, although that was years back, but he's done a great job. The depth, I guess, which we kind of poke fun at because with all these injuries, has really stood the has stood the test. Honestly, yeah, I can't believe how we're still playing this well. We have. 17 guys have hit the IL, is my estimation, I believe, and that might not be entirely accurate, but it's a very close figure. But it just shows what's going on with the squad. No team could withstand what the Yankees have gone through right now. It's it's not even possible. This this so many injuries right now, and it's in the middle of May. This would deplete a team. The Yankees have just you know what they under they embrace it. They're if there's an injury, it's not shaking them. It's not phasing them. It's next man up mentality. 
guys who've been out. We don't have Aaron Judge. I don't know what the hell is going on with Giancarlo I, Stanton. Yeah, that's, oh my God, that's so, a whole saga. We, but I want to say some stuff quickly because he's going to call soon. And the Yankees bullpen gets another award from me because that's lights out. Completely they gave up no runs. Half surrendered the three and um, Herman surrendered the one. You have Adovino, two strikeouts. Kaylee, two strikeouts. Britton, three Ks over two outings. Chapman, four strikeouts, two saves over the both outings. Had 101 in both games. Chapman, the fire's back. Also, Kaylee's been lights out. Like I said, he's been phenomenal. He's but, back to what he used to be. Yeah, like the Kaylee you saw in Chicago that you fell in love with. Yes, I did. And now, this bullpen's scary. Like we said, Chad Green looks like he may have returned to form. And we should be getting that call any minute now. But until we do... We're just going to keep going with it. So what I heard, the Stanton news is so bizarre, dude. Like, I sent you the thing. We're like, what does this even mean? It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> so they say that he'll be back in a couple weeks, but his shoulder's not 100%, but he feels fine. So, like, I'm so confused. It's this team with injuries. I just don't trust any reports with injuries anymore. Remember when Aaron Hicks was going to be right for opening day? Yeah. We just saw Hicks for the first time yesterday. So I don't know what to make of this injury news. I really don't. Uh, I feel like in the way with... Oh, I think he called me. Take it with a grain of salt. He's got to call you, wait. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you, you added him, right? Yes. Okay, I'll tell him. All right, well, he'll figure it out. Okay, there we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm good. Alex, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, how about you? Thanks for hopping on. Yep. Yeah, no Thanks, man. What's going on? Not much. Good, we're doing really good. Glad to have you, buddy. Glad to have you. So, we were just going over some Yankee stuff, the doubleheaders and all that. But before we do all this fun stuff with Yankees and the rest of the week, do you want to give us some background on what you're about? I said that you were pitching for the Brewers A team for a while, but I think you could tell the story better. my last ever final that I did in college and that day I sent out letters to every baseball organization telling them that I wanted to try out basically oh, wow. for these kind of workouts and the Brewers got back to me and there's uh, this guy Stephen Wilson is his name the agent or I'm sorry the uh, scout who signed me uh, and he goes yeah like come show up like have a good time we'll see what happens so show up to the workout it's in uh, New Jersey or whatever, and it's right after graduation. Pitch really well, I think. He's like, all right, I can call and draft day, whatever. Draft comes and goes. Uh, I don't get the call, and then like six days later, after the end of the draft, because I'm working out, and I get this call from him, and he's like, hey, uh, we had some high school kids not signed, so we have a spot for you. Uh, we can get you on a plane to Arizona tomorrow to our spring training complex. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. Um, so <laughs> the next day, I was on a plane, uh, flew all the way to Arizona, and then pitched in the uh, Arizona League, this was 2015, um, and then got promoted to the Pioneer League, and then 2016 was with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers in the Midwest League, um, and had probably my best baseball experience ever with, with that team, so I'm just happy that I got the opportunity to do that. Um, after playing there, uh, got released 
2017, uh, I didn't throw hard enough. <laughs> uh, I was like a, just a very average running a pitcher out of the bullpen. Um, I got away with a lot of stuff. My numbers look better than I think it actually does. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. um, then I signed with the uh, Rocket Boulders, which is a casino in uh, I've heard of that. York. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a good experience there. Uh, I had uh, <laughs> a bit of an injury in August of 2017. I was pitching first pitch as the bullpen. We're playing at Sussex at the Miner Stadium. First pitch, throw a two-seamer. Located pretty well and just comes right back and rocks me right in the jaw. Oh, so, oh wow. Yeah, I've got video on my Instagram and stuff like that. If you oh. want to check that out. <laughs> Maybe um, after, but that's going to be graphic, I guess. <laughs> did you did you start bleeding and everything? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, so I, it was just split second. I mean, it was, there was nothing I could do about it. I yeah. the pitch I wanted to make. Um, the kid just hit it super hard like a rocket, but probably at least 100 miles an hour on the bat to come back at me. Wasn't ready for it at all. Tried to get out of the way, hit me right in the jaw, like right where my chin is. So it split my mandible, um, and I ended up having to have uh, two teeth uh, taken out that Oof. night, basically. Had to get surgery the next day, and then had my jaw wired shut for a good four weeks. Oh, God. Uh, and then <laughs> two weeks after that, uh, I went to back to Lafayette for a kind of – they have this thing called Scout Day where they have a bunch of uh, scouts come by, basically, and evaluate guys and things like that. Uh, didn't really pitch that well that day, so nothing really came to that. And then I think it was right after Super Bowl Sunday that year that I went to another tryout with Jersey. Uh, still didn't have teeth at this point. It was oh, about wow. a year that I didn't have teeth. So, <laughs> so it was a good time. Um, but, yeah, I went to a workout, threw pretty well. Was, my velocity was fine, or at least fine for me, what I thought was enough to get picked up. Uh, but nothing came of that. And then I was like, all right, time to join Real Man. So that's about it. But. Yeah, I mean, it was an awesome experience, and especially um, playing with the Brewers. I mean, I couldn't have asked for better teammates or better organization to be a part of, and especially with the run they had last year. It was cool seeing guys like Freddie and Corbin Burns up there, guys who I played with um, and hung out with and threw with on a daily basis. Um, it was pretty cool. So I'm just fortunate to have that opportunity. Yeah, did you – Um, did you? Uh, I was going to say, and they must have went through the system pretty quickly, I guess, if they made it that fast, right? A little younger. Uh, he's. I think he still had braces when he made his debut. <laughs> I'm not sure, but he's he's one of those guys that he just love. You could just tell he loves the game more than anything, and it's he's always smiling. It's no matter what's happening, it's you, you can't get that smile off the kid's face. He just loves being out there. Loves competing, everything like that. And it's I don't know if you guys have heard the story about his debut, but he was supposed to pitch in Colorado for the AAA team, and his parents were coming to watch him. It was his first um, time that his parents were going to come watch him as a professional from the, uh, from the DR. And they get to the field, and he's not there. And everyone's, like, freaking out. They're like, what's going on? Like, where's Freddie? And he got called up that, like, next day. So they just threw oh. him over to Denver instead of being at wherever they were. <laughs> <laughs> the first time they get to see their son pitch and make it strikes out 13 sets a franchise record what? Like, wow real so yeah he's, he's a special player i i played a catch with him that spring training i got released and it's it's not fun he's he locates <laughs> super well but 
you cannot pick up the ball out of his hands at all. He buys it longer than anyone I've ever seen, and he throws invisible. It, it's unbelievable. You don't see the ball until the last second. It's crazy. I don't know how anyone does it. Because <laughs> just playing catch and take was, was so difficult. <laughs> I know he's had some crazy games from what I've seen this year. He's had some high strikeout totals. He can really yeah. sit them down. Yeah, for sure. I think he's got that a bit of a – he's got that high spin rate on his fastball, I think. And he – the ball just rises on people, and he's he's got nasty stuff. He's also got the biggest hands of anyone I've ever met. So I remember the first time I shook his hand, this, like, 19-year-old kid from DR. He speaks English pretty well, too, and he – uh, was good about that, like learning and talking with a lot of the American players and trying to learn English, which was kind of cool because uh, not a lot of players buy into that. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool that he was doing that. Anyway, he shakes my hand, and I swear his like middle finger, like the three middle, like his middle fingers, index finger, and ring finger are like halfway up my forearm. <laughs> wow! When he shakes my hand, like he is, <laughs> like he's he's a freak. He's a freak. He's only like five foot ten, five eleven, but. That dude's got the biggest hands ever, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of room to grow. He's only 22 still, like you said. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for him still. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big believer in him. Uh, Corbin's got a couple things he's had to work out this year. He's struggled a little bit. He's been up and down, but I believe in him too. He's got – he's he's like a typical right out of college, like really polished kind of guy. So, I think that if he just keeps his confidence up, he'll be – just fine but yeah so yeah, so do you still watch the brewers closely i know you said you were talking about them do you have like the mlb package to like watch them or anything or you just like get updates and stuff uh, I, I just watch highlights i think whenever i can uh most of it's just watching yelich every night do something really special yeah which has i think he hit two today didn't he, he has 18 on the year and he's missed some time <laughs> I know, he's, he's unreal. <laughs> I, I never got to meet him or anything or hang out with him, but I think in spring training I did the chart with Davies once <laughs> for, like, uh, you, they, they, they just ship you off to all these different uh, places to fill in where they need help, basically. And so I got to talk to him and hang out with him for a little bit, uh, which is pretty cool. He, <laughs> he <laughs> I, I don't know if he would ever, uh, even this podcast would get to him. I hope it does at some point. But, Who, Davies? Uh, he, he, he looks like a, he looks like a 12 year old. Oh, da oh Davies or Yelish? Davies, Davies. He's, isn't he lean, he's leading the NL ERA I saw last night. That's like a one some like a one five right now. He's been pitching incredible. I know. I picked him up the other week in our league. <laughs> I saw him floating out there. I should have. I should have got him. So, <laughs> nice play. <laughs> yeah, snake him from your last second. But, no, he, he's a cool guy. He just I thought he was like when I first saw him. He was wearing like a long sleeve shirt. You like couldn't see the tattoos or anything. And I was like, "Is this someone's son?" That's <laughs> like hanging out because because they do that. Like uh, one of our coaches in Wisconsin, his name's Al Buck. His son Mac was our bullpen like coach, and he would have the walkie talkie and stuff like that, um, and let us know when we need to get hot and everything. So I was like, "Is this someone's son?" I don't know who this is. And I was like, "Oh, that's Zach Davies." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty so. funny. He's like he's our age too, but like you said he looks like he's twelve. I, I've seen him before, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, he looks. He has a super young face, but he's a cool dude. Um, yeah, he's he's very talented. I think he has one of the best changeups in baseball, honestly. Him and Hendrick. Yeah, Hendrick's has a nice changeup too. We had a, 
we did this thing in the bullpen because I mean you get bored after a while. So I mean there was like a core group of guys, probably like six or seven of us, and we the way it was set up was it was nice. Uh, we were out past the fence, so we were out of play basically. Like we're in home run territory basically, the right center field. Um, so you're not like in play at all, which is great because you don't have to watch out for foul balls or anything. Right? Like that. Yeah, that could be. And annoying. you get to like kind of hang out and relax and do whatever you want. So every night we would have this. Uh, game that we would play, we call it the quarters game, and there was a balcony that was above our bullpen, uh, and it was kind of like uh, level, basically. And so kids would come by, and they like ask us for balls and stuff, and like, all right, we gotta like continue this like tradition that has been going on when <laughs> in Appleton, Wisconsin, for as long as anyone can remember. So we set up these Powerade cups and fill them up halfway with uh, dirt, and we <laughs> put probably like midway uh, of the width of the bullpen basically it's all turf and everything it's like probably midway down it's probably a good 10 foot distance away and then the kids are probably another 10 feet up above us and we would just have them throw quarters into the cups and if they make it into the cup then they get a ball basically it's probably the best way that we could one make money (laughs) make any money in the minor league um, and then two, it was something that to get these kids like off of our case basically, because it's just the whole time you're just getting hounded for a ball and everything like that. And it's just, you get kind of jaded after a while, you're like, oh, another kid, another ball. So it was like a fun way for them to kind of get involved. And I think there was one night we made like 200 bucks. <laughs> oh, wow. Alone. <laughs> That's a lot. In, in, in the bullpen. So it was just littered with all these coins everywhere. So, and we split it like six or seven, maybe eight ways at one point. Don't know who was out there. Um, but that basically paid for our rent. For <laughs> <So> awesome. <laughs> so, so, Alex, what's one thing that you learned from being with the Brewers? What's one thing you really take away, like you'll always remember? There's a lot that I tried to remember, a lot of lessons. Uh, but I think just in terms of baseball in general, um, well, there's two things. There's one is be comfortable with being uncomfortable hmm. uh, in any sort of kind of situation or where you're trying to grow or anything in your career. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable um, was probably some of the best advice that was given because you get so many people like the conditions aren't the best. Um in the minor leagues at any level. I mean, it gets better as you go up, but, I mean, it also varies very much. Um, if you go to the Mariners, I think they're still there. Their low-A team in the Midwest League is in Clinton, Iowa, and we stayed at a Motel 6 that had bed bug traps, and it was disgusting, oh, man. dirty, oh my God. gross. The I don't, If you listen to uh, Starting Nine podcast, uh, Dallas Braden talks about it too, and it hasn't changed at all. Um, and so there's, um, even the clubhouse that they have in there, it's, there's no like floor. It's just like dirt. Oh, everywhere. And there's like six tiny little shower heads oh, that God. are all kind of in like a, like this little tiny room. There's a little tiny sink in there. Like, it's just, it's a really awful situation. They need to amend that immediately. Cause it's, I mean, it's. Imagine you go out and give up like a walk-off hit or something. You come back in the locker room and your feet are dirty, dirty from the shower that you just took. <laughs> so, I that's mean, such it's, a it's just an awful situation yeah. to be in. Um, 
And I don't think the home side is any better either. I don't think it's one of those things where they try and mess with the team. I think both sides are pretty bad. Right. So, I was going to actually okay. ask you about that stuff. I was thinking about the conditions. How's the travel, like the buses, like all that, a lot of bus trips, right? Yeah, so, I mean, we our longest bus trip we took was all the way to uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Which was a good thirteen hours each way. Oh Jesus! Uh, so I mean, you you kind of do a. I think that was probably like a seven or ten day trip we did. Um, you hit up a bunch of other teams along the way, uh, but the final destination was there, and then you typically mix in a team on the way back. So I think we had like four games set there just to make the trip worthwhile. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's a grind for sure. The bus trips are kind of uh, a little bit of a nightmare if you can't really sleep on the bus. There are a lot of guys who can, but if, you're, um, if your team is pretty full, the roster is pretty full, and you have guys on the – they have this thing called the Phantom DL in the minor leagues where they'll keep guys who are not necessarily on the roster, but they can be activated anytime, and they can get uh, – basically replace someone if they need. But, okay. So, I mean, you're supposed to only travel, I think, with, like, 27. Uh, but, I mean, there, at any point, there could be, like, 30. 33 guys on a bus plus coaches and stuff like that so i mean it gets pretty packed pretty quick hmm. but the buses have gotten better i think they i mean they have wi-fi now and yeah. hopefully you have air conditioning well if that's not, good <laughs> hopefully you're riding wifi. hopefully you're riding coach <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean but there, there are guys who like they uh, <laughs> the bandwidth isn't great on the wi-fi so you're they're guys who are playing their ps4s on there playing nhl they buy like these tiny little tvs from best buy or whatever just for bus trips, and they, they just love that stuff. I mean, PS4 is, like, the biggest thing ever. Um, in the Brewers organization, everyone has one. Everyone <laughs> plays Fortnite or FIFA or Apex Legends with everyone. Like, it's it's just a huge, like, community type of thing. I mean, that's what you do during, like, your downtime. Uh, if you're not going out to find food to eat with your $25 a day, <laughs> um, then... Other than that, you're probably playing video games. Other than that, so I mean, it's it's cool hanging out with everybody, um, and you make some good relationships with that um, kind of stuff. So I mean, it's just it's a bit of a grind when you're traveling all the time, especially like if you're. I feel bad for the guys that are married and have kids and stuff like that. Yeah, they, that's gotta be rough. Uh, yeah. with their families and yeah, I mean, and you're not making really much. There's not much to show for it either. You're just kind of chasing a dream, but yeah. So, God bless those families, honestly. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. also going to say, you probably have, for you it was probably different because you were a pitcher, like the hitters probably have less downtime, I would guess, since they're playing every day. I guess you were explaining all that time to kill, I guess it's because you only can pitch like a certain amount of days, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's even worse for them. I mean, like if you're any sort of kind of infield outfield guy, catchers, I think, get the worst because they got to catch bullpens for us and then they got to play in the game and they got to figure out who they're playing, go through scouting reports and prepare and do all this stuff. And I mean, you're between that and moving up levels and things like that. I mean, it, it's so, I give them all the credit in the world for what they do. And I try and befriend every catcher out there and try and make their life as easy as possible. So, um, as best because I mean, it, it, they, they do so much. They're basically controlling with the whole field. They got to <laughs> make sure that we're not losing our minds out there on the mound. They got to, still go up and hit they got to squat down for three hours straight yeah so like, I, mean, I don't know how yeah i mean i don't even know how those guys have needs like i don't understand how they could like go through that grind of, like doing what you just said catching has to be the hardest position to me or, or pitching obviously but like in the as terms of like a hitter it's catching has got to be like the most difficult thing yeah I, I think catching is the most difficult position in all sports 
It, it has to be. I, I don't see it any other way. I'm saying, I, I, you know, I'm biased. I don't really care though, but because I know how much work goes into that, and I know how hard they work, and how much, how much it, what it takes to get to the well, highest yeah, level. Well, you, yeah, you've seen them more than there's, there's yeah. so much that goes into it. Yeah, you've seen them more than we have, and you've lived it, and you've like worked with a lot of catchers, so. It's definitely unique, especially the guys that get hit, like Gary, JT. Like, those guys is just studs. And people want to yeah. rip Gary. I get it. Like, the defense is bad. We've all ripped on him before. But, like, he's still doing amazing things. Yeah, no, for sure. And I I need to work on that, too. I think I think I, I'm, I have a very short fuse with him, I think, because there are kind of instances where he has been lazy and yeah. you don't really see the effort and things like that. Yeah, we're, I think we're all guilty of that, though. Me and Bobby yeah. haven't been thrown with him at times either. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, we gotta cut some slack, though. I think honestly, I mean, yeah, I agree. To play at that level is so difficult, and to do what he's doing right now, at, and to be able to hit the way he hits, I mean, that's that's such a, like, it's not common for a catcher to hit that well. No, especially yeah. now. I feel like the catchers are dying offensively. When we were growing up, there was, like, more, like, Pudge Rodriguez, like, Yachty, Buster Posey before, like, they started declining. There was also, like, Jorge. There was a few others. I'm just trying to think quickly. Yeah, I mean, Jorge was one of my favorite players growing up. I mean, he, I mean, he's a huge part of why they were, why they have that dynasty. I think. Yeah, I mean, for he sure. Was, everyone's like, basically like a psychiatrist, basically out there. I mean, because it, it's it's crazy. I mean, the minor leagues you only play 140 games, but I mean, but in the big leagues you play 162 plus playoffs, spring training. Like, it's just constant. It's that's that's what you do day and night, and you don't do anything else. So. I mean, if you have a bad night, you got to shake it and move on to the next thing, which is probably the other kind of uh, good piece of advice that I got was you got to have a very short memory um, <laughs> when it comes to these things because you can be out the very next day. Uh, or if you're <laughs> – well, there, there's a, a saying in the minor leagues that if you can't pitch hungover, then you can't pitch at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, David Wells, perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, we we had a good we had a really good staff when I was there in Wisconsin. We broke the strikeout record for Midwest League, and I think the day that we did it was the day after we clinched a playoff spot. Wow, great and timing! Our our manager Matty Erickson, love Matty, um, great players coach, everything like that. Knows a ton about the game. He named his son Maddox because he actually made it to the big leagues, and his first hit was off of Greg Maddox. Oh wow! I think his only I think his only hit that he had was off of Greg Maddox. Wow, that's some, so, that's something. Yeah, he uh, he took us out. He bought us like all this champagne, and beers, <laughs> and stuff like that. This huge bar tab, basically. So it, it's pretty cool um, when managers are kind of willing to do that stuff, and they know that this game is hard, and you're supposed to have fun with it. So it's it was always cool having someone like that. And, I mean, yeah, there there are guys that you need to be careful with that kind of stuff, but um, I was kind of one of the older guys, I think. So I mean, it was it was fun. Um, and like when we clinched too, we had a whole champagne party as well, like in the locker room, like you're spraying it all over and everything. And it's awesome. You feel like you're the biggest, like it's the best <laughs> thing in the world. So you feel like a big leader. It's awesome. I mean, the Brewers have a bunch of good pitchers. I'm not surprised you guys did that. Their bullpen's one of the best in baseball and they're, they have a great staff. So it makes sense. You guys were good at that level. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's so many more arms coming up too, like Zach Brown. He's in triple A right now, I think. Uh, my one of my best friends, Bubba Derby. Another one of my best friends, John Olzak. Uh, we still talk on a somewhat regular basis. They're super busy and on different time changes as well too. I try and keep up with them as much as I can. But 
Um, oh, Koontz is up there too, Brad Koontz, yeah. Um, here's another free agent. <laughs> He's like the last of our free agent group from 2015 that's still playing right now. Is he in AAA? I think he's in AAA. Yeah, he's a. Oh wow. So yeah, he's he was supposed to get. I, he's one of those weird cases where um, he was definitely good enough to get drafted. He had I think some sort of I don't know if he had Tommy John or he had some sort of elbow injury mm. uh, in college. He went to Baylor, um, and that kind of reduced to his draft stock a bit. Interesting. But there there's so many arms that are just ready to go. Basically. Right. So I, I think. Uh, Brown, Zach Brown, he was my roommate in Wisconsin for a bit when he came up. He was drafted in 16. Um, oh, okay. So after he got drafted, he was my roommate. And I'm pretty sure he was pitcher of the year last year for the organization um, in the minors for the Brewers. So, I mean, he's coming up. He's He's got nasty stuff. Um, good kid, too. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many arms. And it's probably why I got released also, aside from throwing hard, it's just that there's so much talent as well out there. So Yeah, they have a lot of hard throwers, the Brewers, Ben. That's one thing you definitely notice. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna ask how hard you throw, so there we there we have it. <laughs> but hey, I mean that's really good still, in my opinion, because I, I can't I could probably throw a ball like seventy if I'm lucky, and probably not even to be honest with you. <laughs> My first, my entire experience in the Arizona League, I didn't give up a run. It was like 13 innings, like 22 strikeouts, something like that. Something stupid. Nice. Something I've never done before either. It was like, there was one game I had, we were playing against the Dodgers, um, their AZL team, and I pitched like the fifth through eighth innings for their physics, basically. It was just, oh, I don't know, okay. I was pitching, I was like unconscious pitching. It's ridiculous I, I don't that's really cool know where that, came from. that must have been good uh, but that's like my one stat that i'll hold on to <laughs> nice well so how do you i was gonna ask you i think it's, i think you're a great person to ask what do you make of all these injuries with the pitchers and the tommy john do you think it's something with the training do you think it's like bad luck like why do you think we're seeing so many injuries and in like tommy john's every year well i think with the tommy john it comes down to the amount of strain that you're putting on your arm so a lot of these guys are really focused on maximizing their output and i don't know if they're um, i i mean i know the training regimen stuff like that is very good um but i mean you're operating at such a high level that it's only a matter of time before wear and tear comes in and i think it takes a very long time special sometimes. person to not get injured like a nolan ryan type of guy hmm. it's just for 27 years and like his last pitch at 40 something years old is 98 still <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we're ever going to see that again no um but I just think that it's not sustainable. I mean, these guys come out, they're throwing so hard at so young uh, with all these, like, drive-line things, and, like, they're doing all these velocity programs. I'm like, I'm all for it. I, I think if you want to boost your velocity, do whatever you can to do that. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself. And I, I think a lot of these guys, it's just it's just a lot of wear and tear, honestly. Hmm. And to perform at that level, that consistent, like, consistently on a nightly basis – it's difficult, and I mean, I I just don't think that right now these guys that throw that hard, it's I'm not. I think it's at a point where there's a slight disconnect between what they did growing up and what's being taught now. Oh, okay. I think a lot of guys are trying this kind of new stuff, and it's just not working. I guess. Yeah, the they're getting injured because of it. I'm not entirely sure what the answer is or how it kind of 
forth. But it's 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 interesting though that there's so many injuries, especially like with the Yankees. I mean, it's like the, oh the real like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's, it's I just I can't believe everything. So, but and Tyler Glassdome just went down too again. He was pitching the other day against us. He throws a breaking ball. He goes to get his manager. Wait, he, is he still on? Oh, we might have lost him. Check the call. You still me. here? Uh-oh. It says we're here. Al? Alex? Hi, are you there? Yeah, yeah okay. I, um, so we're good, all right. Yeah, so I was yeah, saying how Glassnow went down the other day. He throws a breaking ball. He has to go get his manager. Now he's out for like four to six weeks, if not longer. Yeah, no, I mean, these guys are just doing things at such a high level that I don't think the body is supposed to do. Hmm. <laughs> Um, you think they're lifting too much? Maybe you think that's anything to a weightlifting? Uh, I don't know. I I'm a huge like I my whole thing in my kind of uh, development was weightlifting. Okay, uh, I mean, got you. Used to squat a ton. Used to deadlift everything. I had a trainer that I used to go to. His name's uh, Josh Ian. Uh, you should get him on the podcast, Max. He would have a lot of good information for you regarding this. Um, but yeah, he has uh, a whole bunch of followers on Instagram. He's growing his own business. He's doing great. Um, but he he would definitely know more about this. I, I don't think it's necessarily the weightlifting. I think it's guys not necessarily listening to their bodies. Hmm. And I think actually the other thing too is breaking balls. The, maybe I don't even know if it's the breaking balls, but I think it's the, I think it has to do. Honestly, I'm going to relate this to pay because guys are under so much pressure to make that money. That they feel that like they have to do everything possible that they need to get out there, and if they're injured or whatever, especially guys that are on the brink of major leagues too, like they're gonna pitch injured mm. just to make it. Yeah. Basically, like they're gonna do everything they can to go from earning two grand a month to the salary of five hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars a year. Like you're gonna do, you're going to pitch injured if you're doing that, and I think a lot of people do. And if the only time that people are ever one hundred percent is the first week of spring training. Outside of that, you're operating at maybe 80-90%. And then come playoffs, like everyone's just tired, basically. So, I mean, it might work out in the Yankees' favor this year. I hope it does, because these injuries are just giving them more time to rest. I That's what they were saying, yeah. So, I think in the end, it'll be a good thing. I mean, we're still in the power rankings. I mean, we're top five, top ten, basically, in every kind of category, I think, that you could think of. I mean, we've We've got the farm system to do it, too. I mean, we've got depth, and there's no reason why we can't start a dynasty after this. Yeah, I think the bullpen's holding us up right now. Those guys have been great. It's so much stuff going on. Yoshella, all the all the replacements have almost stepped in admirably at this point. And we, yeah. have, a, we have a huge series this weekend to try to get first. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow against the Rays. <laughs> we're going to be there. Thrones night. Yeah, we're going to go also. I told you in the inbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to figure something out. I'll, I'll be in the right field bleachers. I forget what section. Yeah. Um, but I want to get there in time for roll call. Yeah, that sounds cool. We're going to be there a little early. Maybe I'll message you see if we can meet up or something. I don't even know where we're sitting yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said you were going to get some tickets, uh, like, day of, like right at the gate, basically. So. Yeah, we're going to pull through on an app tomorrow, probably. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. So... I guess I'll ask you, have you looked at the standings or anything? Like, what, what jumps out? Do you have any, like, surprises? Like, anyone that's overachieved or underachieved? I guess we could go players or teams. We like to mix that up every time we do this. Um, 
I would say probably the biggest surprise to me um, was probably the Minnesota Twins right now. That's a that's a good one, I think. They're playing unbelievable baseball right now for what they have. I didn't think they had that many tools, and guys are just stepping up. It's been awesome to watch that. I mean, they're they've, they've got a good team. They've got a legit shot at winning the Central. I don't I don't know if the Indians have it with Kluber going down. I don't know. That's a big uh, loss. Yeah. I'm not sure. Clevenger too. Yeah, Clevenger's going down too. Yeah. So I mean, I think that it's the Twins' division to lose at this point. I mean, they're playing great as long as they kind of keep. I, I think too. I think they're they're too young to know and understand what they're doing. Right. Which might be to their benefit. Yeah. Um, that have now sometimes you arrive early and maybe they have. We'll see. I mean, they're yeah. four and a half up right now. So much time still. They're seven and three in their last ten. So they're definitely playing good ball. The only yeah. thing they can't do is beat us still. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I've told people that before. I feel like every time I turn on the game, when the Yankees are playing the Twins, we're up by like five. Or like if we're losing, we come back, walk off, no yeah. problem. <laughs> it's awesome. I love. Okay. I remember we were down two all against them, maybe like two thousand nine or something, or we won like three straight. Maybe that wasn't two thousand nine, but one time we were down two all and we rallied off three straight against them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they've been an awesome team to watch. They're fun to watch too. I think uh, the Padres have been fun to watch as well. They yeah. have a nice little thing going, and I feel like Machado will maybe come around. I want him to because he's such a good player, uh, but he's been a little bit disappointing, and I think that's why they're probably not better. Yeah, he's he's been starting. I think he's been starting to get the homer tally up, but the average isn't there. Like he's really not doing what he's supposed to yet. I know he has like two bombs of Clayton Kershaw though. He has nine homers, yeah. like twenty three ribbies, two sixty six. Like it's coming around. It's not like light. It's not like anything amazing for him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that he's trying to settle into their culture and figure out L.A. or sorry, San Diego, what that's all about, stuff like that. So I think he'll come around eventually at some point. Um, I hope he does, just because I mean, if you sign that big of a contract, <laughs> it'd be very disappointing if he didn't. I feel bad for that fan base otherwise. And yeah. I think it's good to bring kind of baseball back to that area. I mean, they were they were in the World Series in 98 against the Yankees. So, I mean, they just came up against the greatest team ever. So yeah, they, they, yeah, I mean, Bochy did good with them before he left for the Giants. Obviously, he saw he did with them. Sure. But um, at least he's not Bryce Harper sitting in 220. What do you think about Harper? I knew this was going to happen. I was calling it. I wish that it was recorded somewhere else. I knew – that after last year that he was going to sign this huge deal and it wasn't going to pan out, at least for the beginning of the year. I, I'm convinced. I am so, I'm convinced that he is not even going to sniff any sort of all-star selection this year. Yeah. Um, like, he's popular, but, I mean, for a guy to sign that long of a contract for that long and not have some sort of shimmer of what he's capable of doing is a max. And I think that he's – I don't want to talk badly about anybody, but I don't like him as a person either. I, I think that he, from the beginning, is not a good teammate, just from what I've seen. Between him fighting with Taliban in the dugout, I, that, those things shouldn't happen. And he – yeah, he, like, mouths off and everything like that too, But and he could back it up when he first came up and stuff like that. But at this point, I don't know what his problem is. I'm not too concerned about it. To be honest, with his career, I could care less either way. <laughs> to be honest, I, I am not a Bryce Harper fan. 
You know, it's my dad shares the same sentiments as you do. That's why I'm laughing at this. He told me the whole off season he's overrated. He's like he's not that good. <laughs> you don't want him. And what does he call him? He, he said he's um he's a dog. He doesn't hustle like all this and that. Like my dad like really feels the same way you do about Bryce Harper. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, dude. And when he's playing, he's not tough. He's ginger. Right. That's that's all he's gonna have. And I always remember when he was 16 and like doing interviews with ESPN. He's like, "I'm gonna be in the Hall of Fame and hit these <laughs> 570 foot home runs." I was like, "All right, dude, like you can relax. Like, let's <laughs> take a moment. You need to pan out." And like he was drafted number one overall. That's great. And he was good to begin with. But that MVP year was unreal. I'll give you that. But what have you done for me lately? Yeah, he's really tapered off since then. He also has 57 strikeouts. I just brought him up because I feel like him and Machado forever linked together after last yeah. offseason. I feel like you always have to compare them when we're talking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're quote-unquote the generational talent and then right underneath Trout, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely underneath so Trout. There's no question about that. Yeah. And Machado? Trout, yeah. And then everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, I guess to flip that question, who's your, been your biggest disappointment so far? Biggest disappointment? Ooh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the standings right now. I didn't prepare for this properly. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'm looking at them, too. Like, I, I, I always have a general idea what they are, but it's always good to double-check. I think the athletics have been actually the most disappointing. Yeah, they've been so pretty they bad. And they're nine and a half out right now in the division. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's no hope for any other team in the AL. If you don't win your division in the AL, you're not going to the playoffs. Because you're not in the AL East. Like, you're not, you're not the Rays, Yankees, or Red Sox, and you're in another division. And if you're not winning that division, you're not going to the playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah I, I said before the season that we're going to get three AL East. I was a big Tampa guy. I thought they had what it took to make the playoffs as a wild card. Hopefully we get the division, but it might be a three-team racing division. The Red Sox are playing better now. They're getting hot, unfortunately. It was only a matter of time before they started to heat yeah. up. So do you think this could go down to the end? Like, how do you think the AL East is going to play out? I think it's going to come down to the same thing as the NL Central last year. I think it's going to come down to game one, six, three. Between, wow. I don't know if it'll be the division leader, but it'll be a wild card team for sure. Or I, like, uh, and maybe it is for the division. I don't know. Because, I mean, like you said, Boston's coming around. I mean, it's, it's, I hate seeing that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we all do. It's, um, it's annoying. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. They're a championship team, so they're going to figure it out, and they finally have, and Chris Sale has figured his stuff out. Thank yeah, you. he has. Um, I was hoping that wouldn't happen, but 17 strikeouts tells me he's back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fortunately. so he is, he is back with authority. <laughs> I, it's crazy they actually lost that game, though. That at least made me happy. They ended up losing that game. Yeah, you went, I, I was listening to something, it was like, I think there have been a certain, maybe like, I don't know, there's been, I think, seven or eight outings ever in baseball history where someone has struck out at least 14 or 17, I think it was, it was like 14 or something was the stat, I think, and he has like three of them out of the seven that ended up in like no decision. Wow, that's crazy, I mean, like their bullpen's really bad, that's one advantage we have over them for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm still yeah, stunned no, that I'm, Craig Campbell hasn't signed. What do you make of the him and Dallas Keuchel still sitting out there? 
So I'm thinking that teams are just waiting for the draft to come by, and I think the Yankees will scoop up Keuchel. You think so? You think we'll finally do it after the draft? We have the money. I mean, there's, there's, we don't, we could give up a draft pick for Keuchel right now. We have the funds. Yeah, we could. Sure. Go all in. Go all in right now. It's been. This will be ten years without a championship. Mm -hmm. We need one now. Yeah. It's. We got to have at least. One every decade. Yep, there you go. That's the Yankee stance, and we were screaming before the season started, but the same thing. We were getting frustrated with the lack of movements. But, I mean, Paxton was good before he got injured. Alvino and DJ have been great signings, obviously. But, like you said, it's been 10 years. It's time to go get it. Yeah, no, I, I'm surprised we didn't sign him earlier, honestly. I mean, we, I think we have the money for it. I think they were just trying to figure out what we had, and I think we know what we have now, and we have the uh, we have two major league teams, is what we have. Yeah, that's what it looks so, like. I can't I, believe I, it, I but you're right. We've, we've, we've never had that before. We've never been known to have a good farm system. And now we do. So we have two major league teams. We know we have. We have the depth. Why not just keep at it? Let's just go on a roll here, win three straight World Series in a row, and then call it, call it, a, call it a decade. We'll start off, we'll finish off this decade strong. We'll start the next one being better. There we go. That's what I like to hear. Also, speaking of <laughs> other pitching options, I think that they might be holding back on Keiko to make a trade for someone. You think we might do a trade for like a Bumgarner, maybe Robbie Ray or someone, maybe even Stroman? I don't. We've talked about Stroman. You don't like him much as I do, but do you think we could dial up some phone numbers and see if we can get a pitcher to come back? I think so. I mean, it's definitely not off the table. I have my concerns about messing with the culture that we've created, though. I think Boone has done a great job with that, letting players be themselves and as well as leading them properly. A lot of, I mean, there's so many young guys that are performing at such high levels. I mean, they, it's, it's one that they're capable of doing that, but it takes the right kind of manager and the right kind of people around them to actually perform at that level. Like, Gio is amazing as a player. Urshali, he's, he is awesome as a player. Love him. Love watching him play. He's a great third base. He's fantastic, but none of his that that whole his whole style of play doesn't come together without the right people around him and good management. I think that it goes so far um, having a good manager. Around. I think people were worried about Boone when he first started. Yeah, we were, we were, we were worried. We were worried. I'm not. I was definitely a little worried. I'm not gonna lie. Last year didn't impress me too much, but this year he's really thrown up 360 and changed my outlook on him. Yeah, so I think he's he's new at this too. I mean, and he's still figuring stuff out with the bullpen. I mean, it's it's a work in progress. For sure, I agree. Great job so far. So, I mean, I'm excited for the future with this team, this this group of guys. I mean, it's awesome. I I hope they don't trade anybody because I I like what we have, um, and I think guys are just kind of they know their roles too. They're they're not trying to do too much. They're just staying within themselves. They know that this is temporary, and they're just making the most of it. Right. And they're having a blast doing it, which is. I mean, they're having more fun than anyone right now, I think. How, we were talking about Domingo Herman before. I still can't believe how good this guy's been. I, I, my only concern is, like, do you think they're going to have an innings limit? Do you think he can pitch in October? That's a huge question I have because we're going to need him, I think, unless we get more yeah. pitchers. Yeah, so I think I read somewhere that he does have an innings limit. I'm not sure what it is. Okay. Um, I, I'm in full support of that just because of the situation that we're in where we're either going to win the division or be in a wild card spot, no problem. I don't think that we necessarily need to have everybody, um, like, all hands on deck at the end of the season. If you want to win the division, that's great. But if not, I mean, we could handle ourselves in wild card. We have the I'm just getting sick of the wild card. I really want the division this year. The wild card game is getting a little frantic for me. I, yeah, those are, they're a little rough. Like, you never know what yeah. can happen as good as we are, you know? 
setup and no they're I mean, fun and scary I, I they are fun but they scare me <laughs> yeah no for sure i think that they've done a good job with making the importance of winning your division uh like that much more important i i loved i loved the i loved watching last year the one game 163 the card game and then right in the playoffs like it was it was awesome just more playoff baseball is there's nothing there's no I have no issue with more playoff baseball. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it was always the shortest sport. It was like 8 out of 30. Like, every sport always had more. It was always, now at least 10 gives more, gives uh, teams more shots. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think if you, if you have that good of a year and you have a chance to put a nice little season together and you should be rewarded for that. So I think that having a shot at being in the playoffs is always important, especially with like those kind of, because I mean, the, the, it's, the Astros are going to win the West. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. I mean, the Dodgers <laughs> are going to win the West too. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of time. It's based on the other teams. It's just, those right. are guaranteed sure ends for the playoffs. And it's, I don't want to say it's boring, but, like I mean, those, those sides of it are, yeah. Like, you need something else. Need will the Dodgers, the will the Dodgers make the World Series and choke again? Like how many times have we seen this movie? <laughs> or will they not make it this year? I guess that's the interesting story in the National League. Yeah, I mean, this might be their year with the, the way that Bellinger's playing and Ryu's pitching and, and Bellinger. I have him in two weeks. I think it, I, Ryu or Raul, however you say it, he's doing a great job. So you should just keep doing what he's doing, regardless. <laughs> but him and Ballinger have been amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they have they have a good club over there. I think even getting rid of Puig honestly was probably big for them. Honestly, yeah, that was he, a culture move. I agree. Yeah, he's he's a big kind of momentum. He's either gonna build up your momentum or he's gonna crush it. But yeah. In in the word, it's just gonna dive bomb based off of something that he does. So I mean, it's good for him to be in Cincinnati yeah, where he ahead, can brother. have a little bit more tradition, and I think that he'll hopefully. I don't want to say mature, but I think he'll refine his actions where they don't affect everybody in a way. Because um, I think stuff like that matters. Like, if, if the Dodgers really, if it has an effect on the team, like teammates, like, they'll never come out and say it. But stuff like that, like, I mean, it definitely does affect the outlook of that game and probably the rest of the series, too. I mean, until you can flush and look at, towards something else, I mean, it does have an effect on certain things. So, I mean, if you have a guy that's very animated one way or another i mean you can be animated in the best way like if you do something great like backflip do your thing i don't care but if you're going to be that animated on the on the flip side and i think this is where bryce harper runs into trouble too or if you're throwing tantrums every other at bat then i think that that's problematic for the whole team and you're like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be your leader this is the guy who we're trying to build around and He's acting like a four-year-old that's just huh. struck out T-ball, which I don't know how you do. But <clears throat> I actually want to go back to uh, pitching real fast. Um, what pitch do you think is the hardest to learn? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> hardest to learn for me, the hardest to learn was a changeup. Because really? uh, you have you have this idea in your head that it needs to be slower. It's it's all based off of timing. So there's there's six ways to get a hitter out just from a pitching point of view. You can forward, reverse, up, down, in, out, basically. So forward and reverse is just messing with timing, basically. And that just means uh, throttling your speed on your fastball or just kind of mixing it up, giving them a different look. And I think just the way that it is, with my changeup at least, when I was throwing it, 
I only had it for maybe uh, a couple months, and that was when I was in Arizona, and I was just it was I was slicing and dicing everybody basically. Uh, it didn't matter. I was if you're a lefty, you're getting changeups. You're just getting a healthy, steady diet of changeups, and there was nothing you could do about it. It was disgusting, and then I lost it. It's it's such a feel pitch that if you have someone who if that's their first off-speed pitch that they learn and they really develop it and refine it, I, I think if you talk to I, – and I've talked to hitters too. I mean, in the minor leagues and even at the major level too, they, I'm sure pr- I'm pretty sure they will all say that the changeup is the hardest pitch to hit. So I think if you have a good changeup and if you can learn that and like refine it and master it, then I think you're going to be fine. So I think that that's probably the hardest pitch to learn as well because the way the game's changing with – kind of power sliders and power curveballs being the premium now, if you have that kind of different look that guys aren't really used to, and I think that's where Kyle Hendricks is so successful. I think that that's where he makes his money is not only painting, but as well as mixing in that changeup and throwing cutters and things like that too. I mean, it's, there's so many things you can do with the ball, the way that you grip it. There's so many different grips, so many different styles too. Like It's awesome. So I think that the changeup is probably the hardest pitch to learn for me at least, and I think the vast majority of people too. So I think it's a very coveted pitch. So what was your repertoire on that? What else did you throw? So I had a four-seam, which had some arm side run. I was ready. Um, I had a two-seamer, which is probably my best pitch. Um, got the most movement. Had decent velocity on it compared to my four-seam. Uh, threw a slider that got progressively worse. Uh, throughout my career, it oh, was no. college, it just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, How was your? What did you do in college, by the way? I was going to ask. What was your college numbers? Like, what was your best season in college? Oh, they were awful. They were awful. I had like unbelievably bad um, numbers in college. My freshman year, I think, was my best year. I think I had like a three twelve ERA, and then my sophomore year was. I was so freshman year. Let me back up. We would. I was in the bullpen on the weekends, and then I would flip off with another one of the freshmen, and we'd start our midweek games. So we played five games a week, basically. Um, we played 50 games. So did you start – in college, did you start and do bullpen, and in the minors, were you bullpen starter? Like, what was the whole deal? Yeah, so, I mean, it, I'll kind of go through all of it. I was I was a starter my sophomore year of college and junior year. Okay. And then I got moved to closer. And then senior year, I would, we, we did like a tandem. So we would have someone who would pitch the first four or five innings, go as far as they could, and then I would just finish out the game oh, okay. after that. And then when I got to the minor leagues, uh, I was only bullpen. So I was like kind of long relief, go two, three innings, uh, maybe finish out a game if we were up by a lot. That was not a huge investment. So they just kind of threw me out whenever. Uh, I did get one start, though, uh, when I was in Helena, uh, out in Montana. Uh, we needed someone to pitch, and they're like, "Who's who here's thrown four innings in the past like few months?" And I was like, "Well, I did in college," and they're like, "Okay, we'll give you a spot start." So, um, yeah, someone, but it gave my first run as a minor leaguer uh, during that start. It was like the second inning, and I get away with a fastball by this mammoth Dominican Republic kid, uh, <laughs> Latino kid, um, and then I try and do it again. And he takes me to the light tower. So that was that was fun um, going through that experience. But, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of did a little bit of everything uh, kind of growing up. In high school, I was a starter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my sophomore year of college, I couldn't do anything right. My grades were awful. Couldn't pitch. I had an 8.3-something ERA. 
in like 40 innings or something like that. Like I remember we were playing against Lehigh. Um, it was like game one of the series, and Lehigh is like our big rival and stuff like that. And I go 2-0 on the first batter, and my coach starts warming up someone in the bullpen. Two pitches into the game. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the kind of season it was. And he, he kind of reamed me out at the end of the year as well. He was he was pretty pissed uh, that I didn't kind of perform how I had performed the freshman year and didn't really get better. I was throwing a little bit harder, but it just it, it wasn't coming together. So hmm. uh, kind of figured it out from there. Had a pretty good senior year. Um, out of the I had a couple outings that just kind of redeemed my ear away. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty good. Um, other than that, so yeah, I just kind of caught my stride at the right time. Uh, pitched well at that one workout for pre draft stuff and got signed out of there, signed for 500 bucks and a plane ticket. Nice, the rest is history. <laughs> That's at least you had a good time, and it seemed like you had a lot of great stories you always remember and a lot of great lessons you learned. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it was. Baseball is the greatest life teacher that I have. I think it's it's taught me that you nothing's really in your control. You can prepare right. as much as you want. It makes good for anything. sense. You can do everything right, and it can still just not go your way. But you got to keep rolling punches, though. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to it. So I think that's one of the best things that baseball has taught me is that no matter what happens, you got to keep going, and you got to keep you got to stay true to yourself and kind of just find a way to get through it. It's a, it's a grind. I mean, life's a grind too. So I mean, there's, it's it's never it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. And I think a lot of times, like in this day and age, like we we got like smartphones, stuff like that. Everything's very instant. Everything is easier than it was. But I, and we create problems for ourselves too. But on the same token, like it's it's not supposed to be easy. So, yeah, I'm curious. Like, yeah. That makes sense. I'm curious to as how you transitioned. Um, I'm what do you major in college? Like, if you didn't do baseball, did you always have like a fallback, like what you were gonna do? Yeah, so I was a mechanical engineering major, uh, which was probably why I didn't play baseball as well. I think they oh, okay, okay. competed against each other for time, so I think that right. I was not doing either thing well because I was doing both. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, so I did that, um, and then after playing, uh, uh, after my injury, I took a design engineering job um, at this place. It was, a, it was at, back in Wisconsin, basically. Oh. Um, kind of knew the area, and I was like, all right, I'll move back there. That, that sounds like the right thing to do. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so took a design engineering job up there working at a playground company, so I was designing like playground equipment. Sounds a lot more fun than it is. Hmm. Uh, didn't like it, so I moved back here. I live in Long Island now, and I'm uh, currently a international sales director uh, for a company that sells like uh, optical equipment. So we'll see what the future holds for me, but... Um, I'm looking to get back into more of a, a technical kind of role. Um, so, I mean, during my time with the Brewers, too, I was uh, did my MBA online. So that kind of kept me busy um, right. as well. So, I mean, there's just so much downtime. And your your hours are different as well from, like, everyone else. You're, you're basically working, like, second shift into night shift, basically doing my early baseball. Like, you get to the field at 1. You're done at 10, 11, hopefully, if you don't go into extras. Hmm. Um, that's probably that was one of the other things about the bus trips too. Like if you go into extra innings on a travel day, that that is the worst experience oh, of your life. You better wait if you <laughs> you better wait if you gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's awful because you could be done playing your game at like twelve thirty one in the morning, and then you still gotta get on a bus and drive to the next city and then play the next night, 
and say things maybe don't go your way and you got to do you just got to figure it out you're sleeping on that bus oh, i think man. when we got to bowling green in kentucky it was like we drove it was like a straight shot all the way down to wisconsin we stopped for like maybe an hour to get food like at the seven hour mark or something like that i think we got to the hotel at like five in the morning wow that's so we incredible took, we all like took a nap and then you get up at like noon get some food in you and get to yeah. the next game <laughs> that's yeah that, that's incredible you just gotta yeah, you just gotta crush the spread. Whatever food they give you is just what you got. Cause <laughs> they're not giving you really any meal money. So you just gotta do what you gotta do. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and whatever kind of leftover pork they had from <laughs> the night before. <laughs> oh man, so. I just want to say one more thing before we head out. I'm gonna ask everyone: Do you got what hitters have caught your attention and what hitters have disappointed this year? Like, is, do you guys have anyone? You talking to me? Or? Everyone, yeah. I mean, whoever. I guess. I mean. Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, you can hear me now or not? Nah? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you were just it was getting really laggy on me. Yeah, I was gonna ask what hitters have caught your eye this year, like in a good way and a bad way, I guess. Just in general, I guess. Just like one and one. I'm not gonna go too deep into it because we're probably getting towards the end. I would say. Oh, I got you. Well, I mean, Pierre Rochelle is my favorite hitter right now. He's he's been awesome. He's done everything that's been asked of him, and I, he's he's he just battles out there. It's just awesome. It's awesome to watch him. I love every every bat. Yeah, he's a he plays a great third too. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Great all around player. You have. Yeah, we were saying that before. Bobby, anyone catch your eye? I, I agree with uh, Urshela definitely catches my eye. I think that um, Glaber getting hot again catches my eye as well. So that's basically I, There's two guys that catch my attention outside of the Yankees, actually. I think Josh Bell's been flying onto the radar, hitting like three thir- hitting 333, 12 homers, 40 RBIs. No one really talks about him. And then Jorge Polanco's been pretty solid for the Twins. We were talking about the Twins before. He's hitting like 330, 340. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It should be an interesting game. I thought Snell was going to pitch. Now I'm not sure. I hope he does because I'd rather watch that than the opener. I really hate going against the opener. What are your thoughts about the opener? I'm sure you have some unique thoughts in the opener. probably get him. Alex? Oh, yeah. We lost him, I guess. Yeah, the right. So. Yeah, the Brewers even did it in playoff games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was the crazy thing about that. 
<laughs> I mean, Council knows what he's doing. I mean, he's he's another good manager. He's a lot like Boone. He knows what he's doing, um, and people believe in him. So, I mean, we'll we'll see the way it works out. I mean, this will be interesting. And I mean, for me too, like it's exciting as a former. Uh, relief pitcher to watch these guys get more innings and be more value too instead of just being like guy that you throw out there basically i, I think it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a relief pitcher so yeah it I'm seems like that. yeah I'm happy that they're getting that recognition yeah it seems that the weavers are more important than they've ever been it, it seems like the starter doesn't even go five innings anymore they don't, they don't even want to see the third time through the lineup like if you're a third starter you're not even seeing more than like two times through probably yeah, exactly. I mean, if you, I, I was watching a game the other day with uh, Hap was pitching. I think it was the first uh, game of the doubleheader. I'm yeah, sure was he was. Game. Yeah, he was throwing the first game. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and so they pulled up the stats for his like third time through the lineup. It was like, it was like first, second, third time. Yeah, like, I saw like this. Two twenty, two forty, and then it jumped all the way up to like three twenty. Yeah, I saw that too. That caught my eye also, and maybe that's part of his struggles this year. But yeah, I mean, it's really a huge difference. There's no way around it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And if you have a bullpen to do it like we have, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, Chapman, Chapman getting two saves the other day. Like, I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I can't. And Britain pitched two games also. Yeah. So, I mean, get, get your work in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we're good for now. Alex, thanks so much for coming on. Also, I'll talk to you after about some things and i'm really ha i'm really happy you took the time to join us today absolutely thank you oh do we lose time, you guys oh yeah maybe we'll have you on another time no oh this, this has been awesome all right well <laughs> maybe if i'm lucky I'll, I'll get invited back on i see how it is <laughs> no you we probably will we just we might just work, work out some technical <laughs> stuff to make it a little better but we definitely want to have you back at some yeah, point yeah yeah and uh, Hard time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to give us the hard time a little bit. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Have a good, have a good, good day, you guys. Well, that was, we got to see how that came out. That's going to be interesting. Mm, I'll say. So, we want to thank Alex again. That was an insightful call for sure. Absolutely. We learned a lot of things that we wouldn't have otherwise known because he knows things we don't know because he's played in the minor league system before. So, and that was a great question you asked him about the pitching. That was I was curious about that. That was um really something, brother. Yeah, it was um I <clears throat> I was thinking of some stuff to ask him. I want to ask one. I want to ask him something like you know, something like that and you know, I he gave us really insightful answers. He he was very very <clears throat> information gave us a lot of information. Yeah. Yep. So it was uh it was very good. Went about an hour, about an hour on that call. I think this yeah. is probably one of the longest shows we've ever done. It's up there. We're going over the hour mark. Well, we try to go under that hour now, but some we have visitors. Sometimes it goes a little much. We yeah. had to, it was some good info though. It was a it lot of good it info. None of it was like wasteful info. Like it was all like good stuff. I felt like. So going forward, we're gonna have a preview tomorrow. From Billy's, hopefully, if we can pull that off. I think, I think, Jules, you and I could pull anything off. I want to do it outside. I think that'd be way, like, upstairs. Like, let's, if we get there early enough, we probably could. And then maybe a little post game, too, if we have the time for that before we got to beat that Bronx traffic. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll do that post game and then we'll, we'll get out in the car and then get back to the old <laughs> Bergen County. The Oak. 
as they say. Yep, the 201. And then I'm also got to sound off. I'm going to tell you this now. Monday should be our next show because I got to sound off on the Jets bullshit. And yes, I am going to say it's bullshit. And I'm going to sound off on the Knicks not getting Zion because that's a sad story in itself. And then we're going to have our Game of Thrones finale too. We have another guest for that. We'll see what's up. But for follow, subscribe. We're actively sponsor. speaking to sponsor. Yeah, you already know my whole roll call already. <laughs> like, you can finish this for me. But it's very important stuff. GNT Sports Talk 2 is most of our accounts. And the YouTube channel, everything is going on YouTube. So I don't even know why I said that. But all right, we're, we're done. I've talked too much. For GNT Sports Talk, I'm Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gilardi. Peace.